0: Welcome back to Single Minded. I am your host, Hannah First.
1: And I'm your co-host, Linda.
0: And actually, as I say that, I'm just having a conversation (laughs) with a guy on Hinge and he asked me, do you feel like your life has been positively or negatively impacted being titled a palindrome? Hannah's a palindrome. What? Hannah's a palindrome. What's that? It can be spelt the same way forwards and backwards.
1: Oh, I see. Wow, Linda, you need to go back (laughs) to school. (laughs) Absolutely not.
0: And I said I've been more impacted by my last name, which is first. Yes. And I said... Because this is what always happens to me. They're like, what's your last name? And I go first. And they go, no, your last name. And exactly. I'm like, first.
1: That's why I didn't change my name. Yeah. <laughs> so, Hannah. Yeah. We've got a new tagline I saw on the Instagram Yeah,
0: so, it has come to my attention that a lot of people that aren't single listen to this podcast and to be honest with you, I plan not to be single forever. Oh,
1: phew. <laughs> when I said to you, we want to go away next year, God knows if that'll happen, yeah. and you said, oh, oh, can I come? And I thought, oh my goodness me, you need a bloody partner.
0: Yeah. And I'm dating like a lot. So, um, I feel like any day now. No, just joking. <laughs> so, I have... The tagline that we originally settled on was single-minded, the podcast flipping the script on being single. Yes, that is still what we talk about on this podcast, but I think the topics have become a bit more broad than that. So we have updated our tagline. It is the podcast for independent thinkers who are forging their own
1: path plus a healthy dose of dating, chat, and lols. Well, that's a mouthful, but there you go. <laughs> Do we have to say that at the beginning of every episode? Mm.
0: Maybe we'll see. It doesn't roll off Lol. the tongue like flipping the doesn't. script. Doesn't
1: maybe we'll have to re? Yeah, we'll have to think no, about that.
0: No, but it like kind of sums it up. But anyway, you, ha- mum, basically has taken over the intro outro today, so I'm just here
1: <laughs> to observe. Well, you did a lot of talking in that interview, which I had to listen to. <laughs> now, I I don't know if this is allowed, but I just want to give a plug to my coffee husband's new business <laughs> and. <laughs>
0: Yes, that's allowed. Okay. This is not sponsored, by the It's not
1: sponsored. So it's called Five Bounds. I don't know if he's given you a business card, but he certainly gave (laughs) me one. So what it is in the not-too-distant future, they're going to be doing corporate entertainment and event planning, but just for now they have boutique hampers and gifts, and I just want to say their website (laughs) is Five (laughs) Bounds. Shut up. (laughs) Linda! This is, you just, (laughs) we're not getting paid to do this, but okay. Sure. His website is five bounds. So I thought pounds, yeah. but it's bounds.com.au. There you go, Adam. There's my shout yeah. out to you. Oh, we love Adam and we love my coffee hubby. And we love my oh my. He's actually many people's coffee husbands. Yes. So, yeah. Now, just talking by the about... way, I'm I still, I'm still <laughs> ordering my jumbo long blacks no. under Anna Curtis. Yep. Oh, my God. Now, talking about <laughs> gifts. My 34th wedding anniversary is wow. today. Amazing, I wow. know. <laughs> oh and I got the most incredible surprise, so <laughs> let's take a listen, shall we? <laughs> 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 on the podcast oh do you think it's dad
0: wait who is it
1: so this was a collection of video recordings I received this morning of me snoring me I thought it was so story. Yes, it does sound like a man, yeah, because I have been continually told that I am snoring, which I didn't believe. So I said, you have to give me proof of this wild accusation. And so today on our anniversary was the day, got the videos, they are so close to my nose, it is so disturbing. So, thank you, Rob. What a truly unique gift. Hope you all enjoyed it.
0: So, you've gone 34 years and you swear
1: that you don't snore and finally he sent you the proof. I didn't believe it. And he keeps saying, yes, I'm going to show you. And finally, he's obviously been saving those little videos. That was the loudest.
0: Did you get a gift?
1: I actually (laughs) did get some blooms and a card, but the blooms are natives and he said to me, now, you love natives, don't you? And I went, mm, <laughs> I think I have told you or Alice in the past to say, please tell Rob I don't like natives. <laughs> so this would be about the fifth year of my anniversary that I got red natives. But there you go. It's a thought that counts and they look beautiful. Thanks. I'm sorry, but he did say to me, I think it was like yesterday, we were going for a
0: walk and he was like, so what should I do for the anniversary? And I was like, it's too late now. You should have asked me two weeks ago.
1: <laughs> He's like, oh, I'll just get some flowers, right? I was like, well, there's nothing else that you can do. do. No, that's I don't need anything. Okay. That's all good. Sure. <laughs> the sure. videos were the sure. best. <laughs> yeah, well, you
0: know what? A husband that knows that content is the most important thing is the husband for me and you. <laughs> So now today we are welcoming back Emmy Penns. She did an episode ages ago called "Make Dating Fun Again." This is part two because, guys, I am having so much fun dating. Aren't you just? Yeah. So it was an amazing, amazing interview. I thought well, it wasn't an interview; it was just a chat. But let's get into that now, and Mum will be back later. I have actually don't think I've been this excited for a follow-up interview because I feel like this is going to be so much fun. Emmy Penn's The Bachelorette is back. She's going to update us on The Bachelorette journey. But also, I feel like I've learned so much since we last chatted. I used a lot of your tips and a lot of tips that I've learned from other people. And I have never in my entire 32 years had so much fun dating so I wanted to talk about some of the things that I've been doing, and Emmy obviously has some tips post-Bachelorette journey that I'm really excited for her to share too. So welcome back. Thank you. It's so good to be
2: back. I was literally thinking about how last time we recorded the episode, I didn't know. You and I was so nervous. was like a little bit starstruck, <laughs> but now we're just friends, so it, this is so normal.
0: <laughs> I have all these Insta friends now that I've met through the podcast, and like, it's been so nice to meet all these really cool women that are like doing doing life in a similar way, I guess. Yeah. It's been really fun. So true. That's almost a better takeaway than everything else. A hundred percent. And I, I have definitely been following the journey. You were basically a date a week. You were like really committed to dating. And so what has happened since we last spoke?
2: Yeah. So I think I had about six weeks left when we last spoke. So I finished, I did a date a week for the whole summer, three month period. And I did meet someone, there was a winner of the People's Bachelorette. The whole experience really showed me that it is so possible to find love on a dating app. Mm. There are so many great people out there. So it was a success, I would say.
0: I am glad that it all worked out. I think that your approach to dating was unlike the and you said this in your stories was like the dating apps are shit. Yeah. And like everyone has this story about how bad the dating app is. And I've realized recently, and I wanted to chat to you about this. So the apps aren't going to change. Nice. And everyone's going to continue to date through the apps. The apps aren't going to change. So I had this realization that I needed to change. That is so profound. <laughs> <laughs> I, know. I had to firstly change how I use them. And I think I spoke to someone that said, a dating coach on this podcast said, you know, we tend to expect that they're going to be a treasure chest of gold, but they're not. It's an introduction tool. Yeah. I didn't really put the effort into filtering out people, to finding the right match for me. And I just hoped that he would just be on there. Yeah. And it doesn't work out like that. So when did you reframe that mindset of like, okay, I need to like use these in a way that's going to work for me? I think
2: it was just before I had started the Bachelorette journey. It was almost the first time in my life where I went, "All right, I'm dating. It's happening." Mm. You know, we'd come off the back of the pandemic where or well, so we thought where, you know, coming into summer, everyone was excited to be out and about again, and it was almost like a project. It kind of took on a different I kind of almost depersonalized it a little bit.
1: Mm. I think
2: that really helped with approaching it in a way where you're like okay this is not a personal thing about me you know that when people aren't interested in me or if you know I'm not getting the right matches it's not about me this is a goal that I'm working towards and so I think removing that really kind of awful blame about how shit the dating apps are and putting that on you because it's not as you say it's just the apps they're gonna Mm. be that way they've always been a kind of interesting vehicle for the weird and wonderful kinds of people that are in the dating pool Mm. and so yeah removing that personal and then framing your attitude towards this is just this is what I'm doing I am dating right now this Mm. is my mission is to go date It's not like I'm here to meet the love of my life immediately on this very next date and anyone who's less than that is not worthy. It is stripping it right back to we are dating. Mm.
0: And it's also like so... I want to get into the tips because there's so much I could say in that and I feel like I have like got a follow-up like, yeah, uh," but let's just get onto the tips, I think. (laughs) Yeah, get right in there. I want to start with your first tip, so you go for it. My first tip
2: is that dating is a numbers game. If you take it down to the macro and say you're at a house party and there's 30 people at that house party... Probably, I don't know, when you're in your late 20s, early 30s, a lot of them aren't single. (laughs) And then of the single ones in there, that's the pool that you are, you know, looking at there might be times where there's going to be no one in that party that you're interested in. Mm. You just got to keep going to those parties and you got to keep trying. So, you know, moving that to the dating apps, you have got to keep swiping. You've got to keep matching. You've got to keep chatting and it can be exhausting. But if you expect that each person that you match with is going to get your interest, I think you'll be disappointed. And so I think it's really worthwhile paying for the premium version that gives you as many likes as you want because mm-hmm. you got to hit those numbers. I think both with matches, but also with your effort for the people that you actually go on dates with. And I think this is where sometimes, you know, if you're not in the mood, sometimes to keep that momentum up, you got to go on those wild card dates and those ones yes. where Talk you got to us about
0: wild card dates.
2: So wild card is, I mean, it's what it sounds. You pick somebody based on it. Could be that they're totally not your type in looks or their prompts don't interest you at all, but they're really hot, or their prompts interest you a lot. They're not really a usual type, and you give that wild card a go. 100%. (laughs)
0: I recently did that. Oh my God. How did it go? I have done that. I went on three dates with a guy that his prompts would have been a no for me. And I honestly learned so much just from that experience, like about what I want. Did you like him? Oh, I was so hot for him. So attracted to him. Amazing. No, but like it it was never going to work out, but it was just like I agree. Wild cards, you will learn so much about what you do and don't want. You will really learn. And you'll be you'll be like, I can't believe how attracted I am to this person.
2: Yeah, this person is. Yeah. I ran into my wild card who actually ghosted me. I ran into him like two months later. Yeah. No, it was longer than that. It would have been like four months after he'd ghosted me and I ran into him at Bondi Beach Road and I was like, Oh, hi I didn't hear from you and you know what he said what he goes oh I'm really bad with my phone oh no <laughs> it was four months I was like mate I said if you really wanted to you would have
0: yes anyway yes.
2: I think call out the ghosters that oh, that's that's not a tip but also don't ghost and then call out mm. the ghosters if you do run into them yep. again
0: so I like the numbers game I think that- yes I've really taken that numbers game seriously. I do take that seriously. And I I think a date a week is actually, I never thought I could do it, but I think that's a really achievable goal if you're seriously dating. And yeah. if you're looking to meet someone, I think a date a week, that was like your tip was like a date a week, right?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Because it's kind of like going to the gym mm. in that, You might not always have your motivation, but when you've got the momentum and when you're committed to it, Mm. like that makes all the difference. So, yeah, I definitely think if you're seriously dating, a date a week is definitely achievable.
0: On that though, I'll say that take a break. This is what one of my tips is like, take a break when you need it because I have found that I go through periods, like say I went on three dates with this guy. By that point, I can find it quite emotionally exhausting. I do genuinely find like- Yeah, definitely. Because it does take a lot out of you, I think from an emotional point of view. And so when I'm feeling I'm about to like burn out and you know, giving little parts of myself away and having deep chats with people- I just take a break for like three to five days. And then I come back with like a renewed sense of energy. It just takes me a few days. It's not like I need to delete it. I just need to take a break from it because I feel like we just get sick of it and then we blame the app. But really, we need to stop and go, hey, I think I need to take a break now. And then I can come back with the same energy that I had.
2: I think that goes
0: hand in hand with
2: consciously using the apps Mm. if your mind isn't in it and you're in that time frame where you're close to burnout and frustration with the apps and you you don't not really feeling it I think that's definitely a good time to call it and take that time away to reframe your point of view and your mindset Mm. with respect to dating so absolutely agree with that
0: Mm. now next on your list what have we got okay Tip number two
2: is don't waste your time or energy on someone who is not matching yours or not making the effort. Mm. Yes. I think this this is like that saying that's like if you're confused, that's your answer. Mm -hmm. And so if you're feeling like they're being low effort, and you're constantly the one who's starting the chats, or you're the one who's initiating the dates, or you only really hear from them at like eight o'clock on a Friday. Like, mm. oh, how's your weekend looking? Mm. It's time to reassess. So, yep. I don't think there's any such thing as a waste of time in that, or like a sunk cost if you put some effort in. And you feel like you need to see it through. I think it's totally fine to call it when it feels like it's unbalanced. And no one mm. likes to feel like you're the one who's constantly chasing, like that's not good for your ego. And I think when you find the people who have the same goal or interest of you and they're really looking to meet somebody and if the connection is really there and if they're committed to it you won't find such a mismatch in that energy and mm. I think it's a lot easier to walk away and just let it be and if it comes back to you and if they see your disinterest and then pop back in and you know the roles are flipped then that's great and you can keep going but It's really draining to constantly Mm. pursue those connections where you feel like you're the one who's always putting in the effort. Nothing Mm. worse.
0: Well, I will actually do a similar, I'm kind of choosing ones that are similar, but mine is be open to connection but move on quickly. Yeah. I think that's probably one of the hardest things that like I've had to adjust my thinking is I probably was less open to connection and less open to moving on quickly and now it's flipped so I feel like I'm really open to connection but if there's like a misalignment on too many things it's time to move on quickly yeah and not to try to make something work when you don't want the same thing so like yeah if a guy wants And I'm going to use this as an example because it keeps coming up for me on tainting apps. If a guy wants, is pursuing ethical non monogamy or, you know, polyamory or his whatever it is, Mm. I've actually made that decision that I'm only pursuing one connection at a time. And that's my rule. Like it's a kind of like I'm not pursuing a long term relationship per se, but I am pursuing one connection at a time. And so, Once I hear that, I'm like, we're not aligned on this. So I'm not going to try and make this work. I'm not going to try to be a person that I'm not. It it is hard to move on quickly, but like you practice at it. And I think the more you practice at it, the better you get at it. It's kind of like the numbers game thing.
2: It so is. And I think if you have that in mind that, you know, you will move on quickly if the conversation fizzles or something happens that gives you the ick. Like, I think that's so normal on dating apps to match with someone mm. and immediately go, oh, they're cute or, oh, we like, this seems cool. But as you get to know them, it'll either go one way or the other. And if it goes mm. towards the way where maybe it's not quite what you'd first imagined, no worries. There are heaps of cool people out there and that's yep. something to keep reminding yourself as well.
0: I think naturally the first responses didn't work out, disappointment. But for me, it's also a reframing of like, that was really fun. I had a great date yeah. with this person. We had some really nice, as an example, we made out and it was really fun and like less like I'm disappointed that I have to move on. It was like, oh my God, that was so much fun. Like, thank you and goodbye.
2: <laughs> yeah. Or even if it's you're moving on because you've learned a lesson about what you don't want because hundred, you started yes. pursuing yep. this connection with this person and then after three or four dates, you realise that whatever the interest or value Values is that,
0: don't align, yeah. Then
2: you turn around and you go, okay, this person presented that to me and whatever it was not in alignment, I could see that from the first date. Mm. Okay, maybe I will not pursue this almost goes into one of your next tips. So I was thinking about, you know how in Tinder where you can put like four or five interests. I don't use Mm -hmm. Tinder, like I don't think that's the like primary app that most people use. But I realized I'd I'd ticked wine at one point Mm. or another. And I was thinking about it where I was like, oh if I like see somebody else with like drinking in their interests, I would kind of be a bit like, uh And that doesn't actually really represent me because if you told me that I couldn't ever drink again, that wouldn't be a problem. Like I barely drink. Mm. And so I was thinking about that, you know, if someone presents to me that they drink heavily and like that's something that they consider to be like a key part of their personality, immediately I might be like, oh, that's fine, and then you go on three or four dates and Mm. the dates only get good after Uh three or four drinks.
0: Yeah. And you turn
2: around and you go like, "Ah, maybe not actually.
0: It's funny because, like, the more you do it and it's so true that, like, the more that you do it, you'll learn, oh, okay, so he said that and I just ignored that. Yeah. You become much better at filtering, I think.
2: Yeah. What is that flag? Is that, is that a, a crimson flag? Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, I'm no, not sure. It's red. It's red. <laughs> Colorblind to, to shades of red these days.
0: What is next on your list of tips?
2: Yeah, lean back and relax. Mm.
0: Because
2: I think sometimes it all kind of goes together. Leaning back and not wasting your time or energy on someone who's not matching you and dating being a numbers game. If you really, if you put all your eggs in one basket, if you match with like one person at a time and chat with one person at a time until the chat fizzles and then you go again, I think sometimes you can get so caught up and strung up on what that one person that you're chatting to or trying to match with, how their energy affects yours, Mm
1: -hmm.
2: it can feed into the negativity of the whole cycle. But if you lean back and you're matching and chatting with people, you know, consciously and, you know, with the purpose of chatting to look towards someone to meet up with, I think it takes all the pressure off that one channel that you're leaning so heavily on, who may or may not be a good person for you, mm. so that when you lean back and relax and you look at the big picture, I think it's heaps easier to just see it as the whole like part of the
0: process. I, yeah, I think for me it's two or three at a time. Yeah. What's your oh, sweet number?
2: I don't, I don't know. That's one of the things that's good about having the paid version of Hinge so you can see all of your matches at once because I Mm. think, you know, sometimes you can keep your, like, matches in waiting yeah, so that you don't immediately match with them until you've maybe, like, gotten rid of one on your current chatting to list, whereas if you can only see, Mm -hmm. like, the next person who's liked you, it's a little bit harder to just kind of filter it in that way. So... I mean, I wouldn't say more than five, but how many of those are (laughs) going to be good conversations? Not that many, I don't think.
0: Yeah. Well, this is onto my, actually, onto my next tip, which is, um, yeah your profile is your filter. And I didn't take this as seriously. And my profile was just a bit of a, like a good representation of me, but it wasn't a great representation of who I am Yeah, and the kind of person that's going to turn up on a date. So I've actually put in a lot of effort. I put in a lot of effort. I got feedback from friends and the feedback that I'm asking is, does this represent who I am? Like, do you get a feeling for me from this profile? And so I've had multiple people look at it. And so I've gotten so much good feedback from people that know me so well. Now my profile is just me and it feels like I'm getting better quality matches for aligning with who I am.
2: That's so good. I think Sometimes you're going through those periods where you're you're changing your profile every week because <laughs> you look at it and you go back and like I think once you've settled on your yes. prompts, you can keep them there because as you say, like if that's you, you mm-hmm. don't need to be flicking through new photos or rejigging things or making things look a certain way because. Not that it's perfect. I mean, your profile is probably perfect,
0: but... It wasn't. It's really, I'm happy with it now. It's in a good place and it's working. That's the main thing. Have you kept any
2: of the prompts that Linda drafted for you back in the day?
0: No, it's different. (laughs) But like, I think... Prompts are the most important part of your profile. I feel like photos, yes, like that gives a sense of what you look like, but your prompts will give a sense of your interests, your values, what you're looking for. Yeah. And I think they are just super important. Your sense of humour, like there's so much in that.
2: Yeah. And if you flip it the other way, like on a guy's profile, a photo won't usually make me decide one way or another. Same. But prompts. Like I will read a certain prompt and I'll be like, nah, nah. <laughs> ew. Oh. Or, ah, oh, yeah. Yeah. And prompts my other thing that will sometimes sway me if I go, oh, he doesn't usually look like he's my type. But that could sway me. A good prompt. Me too. Is just, you Mwah. know, chef's kiss. Totally. <laughs> and it makes it easier to start the chat as well. Yeah, If someone has good prompts that you can engage with, Rather than like a, you know, especially on your own profile, you know what sticks out when someone likes your prompt rather than liking your photo? Like, yeah, I am funny.
0: I think all the guys that I have been engaging in conversation with or going for a walk with, all of them have actually commented on a prompt. Yeah, and the ones that comment on one particular prompt, I think it was like something about open, fun conversation. And so, yeah, yeah, when they comment on the prompt that's weeding those ones out I'm like yeah, maybe we meet up and it's not aligned or like we don't when do we don't have chemistry but the convos always it's like I get closer each time probably
2: yeah because the people who are your prompt doesn't align with yes then they're already gone they're already out of the picture Yeah, yeah
0: so true what's number we're up to number four
2: yes so this goes with your tip about your profile and that's about being honest with yourself about what you want and being Mm. honest with the people that you're dating about what you want. When I say, you know, being honest with yourself, I think plenty of people are scared to say I'm looking for a serious relationship Mm. eventually, you know. This doesn't need to be serious within four to five dates but, I think a lot of people are really afraid to say, Yeah, no, I'm here because I really want to meet someone. And if you're honest with yourself, I think sometimes you can get caught in that trap of being like, Yeah, it's fine. You know, it's just casual. Like things are okay. I'm happy. If you meet someone that's pretty close to what you're after, but they don't have exactly what you're looking for in terms of, Timing, Mm. you have to be honest with yourself first and foremost. What are you looking for? And that goes back to does my profile stay about me and what I'm looking for? Because it's so easy to put up all the photos of you like having fun at parties and funny prompts that don't really go to who you are as a person. And you will attract the kinds of people who want to see that kind of profile. But if you're looking for somebody serious, Your profile goes towards that. You and how you engage with people doesn't mean you have to start your conversations with like, hi, what are you doing here and what are your intentions with me? like But if you have that in mind through all of your connections and all of your conversations, you will filter out the people who are not for you way earlier. Mm. And the same thing with being honest about other people, with other people if you go on a date and they go, oh yeah, I'm not really looking for anything serious and you turn around and go, oh, actually I am, you are going to cut to the chase. Maybe they were hiding their real intentions behind trying to play it cool Mm -hmm. and, you know, maybe that'll open up the conversation or maybe you're not going to waste your time anymore with somebody who doesn't want what you want. So be honest with them as well. And also I think this is just a general dating courtesy. If you go on a date with somebody and you think that they really want to see you again and you don't want to see them again, be honest. Just tell them, I didn't really feel the connection with you or I think we want different things. Do not ghost. There's nothing worse than being on the receiving end of a ghosting. It is such a bruise to your ego, I think. Everyone needs to remember what it's like just to be ghosted just just once. I know it's easy and apps make it easy, but don't do it.
0: I actually had the same thing down because I wanted to reinforce the point of I wasn't being honest with myself for like a really long time. And I was like, I don't know start with being honest with yourself. What do you really want? And so I've just got one line in my head. I want to pursue one connection at a time. For me, connection is like we go deeper than surface level chats. Yeah, We invest time getting to know each other. Yeah. Another part of that for me now is This is something new that I'm doing, but like I'm waiting to sleep with someone until I feel that connection. So so, (laughs) that's not for everyone. It's not for everyone. everyone, But like (laughs) just for me right now, I'm investing time in like the connection, but also about it being one at a time is I don't want to date other people if I'm dating one person and I don't want to yes. explore non monogamy. So like that's where I'm at, but I have to be really I had to be honest with myself and what you will learn in that process of honesty is I have gone on dates with people and then like I find out they're not looking for a relationship and I've already invested time in this connection. We've we've spent 10 hours chatting yeah. and I'm like why didn't I know that from like yeah. the first date? So finding out in a way That's not the first thing that you say but that won't waste your time. Yeah, upfront
2: about. And there are, you know, there are all kinds of euphemisms. You can get at it with side chats about how it hasn't worked out with other people. Like there are so many ways to get there that aren't such it because I think it can feel overwhelming to ask the question, what are you looking for on here? But at least you're not going to waste your time. And I think when you say being honest with yourself as well, this is a learning thing about when you see like those little red flags Ah. or those like behaviours that you might overlook (laughs) if you're really honest with yourself and you turn around and you go on reflection like that goes against one of my really like strong values and that made me feel really uncomfortable when he said that thing mm. you know listen to that because i think when you're first dating people as well remember that people are on their best behavior mm. so if they do disrespectful or strange things early on that cause you concern, you know, don't ignore those because sometimes they are like warning signs or bigger things or stranger things or, you know, something you should actually pay attention to. Mm.
0: Okay, we are up to number five. This is a good one,
2: I think, to keep in mind coming out of lockdowns and I think a lot of people will be hoping that post-lockdowns there'll be a bit of like a dating reinvigoration. So the tip five is be opened to new experiences and different kinds of people. And so if you are the kind of person who always goes for, let's say, tatted up British tradies who live in Bondi <laughs> or, you know, beautiful Italian men, <laughs> sometimes yep. there's a reason that it those five or six people who fit your type quote unquote sometimes there's a reason it hasn't worked out mm, in the past yeah so if you're open to I'm not saying you have to go and date the polar opposite of of your type but Think about the reasons why things haven't been working out in the past with people. Maybe it's you always go for the brooding bad boy or you're always attracted to extroverted guys who, for whatever reason, it's not right for you. So I think expand your preferences of a kind of people that you're looking for and also Be open to new experiences for the kinds of dates. It's really difficult in lockdown because it's Mm. like a walking date or a walking date or maybe we'll do a video call. Yeah. But I think when we can, when it's COVID safe to, if your, like, game plan is always drinks at a bar near your house and it's a nighttime thing, maybe be open to a walking date that's sober Mm. or an activity that's not something you'd usually do. Because I think sometimes those new experiences can give you that fresh perspective of looking at things and also seeing how that other person interacts in a different scenario. You know, if the person becomes fun after four or five drinks, Mm. that might be all well and good, but how do you and that person click in a different scenario where you've gone for a hike during the day? Mm. Or
0: I can't wait to do a hiking date, like as like a... Second or third date. Yes. Oh, I'm so excited for like opening up. I can't even tell you. Because like just chatting at the moment is has been so much fun for me. And I'm doing like everything. Video chats, phone calls, walking days, yeah. voice memos, long text chats. Like, yeah. <sighs> Oh, Oh, I'm doing, I'm literally have just been open-minded to like anything that's like different, which is my last tip actually. So I'll let you finish on keep yourself open.
2: And yeah, I think if you are open to different kinds of people who are not like the type that you usually go for or who, you know, might move in a different circle or it might take you a little bit of time to kind of get in the swing because I think we do connect easily with similar types of people mm. at first blush, but you might need to put in a little bit more effort to get there. You know, you don't want to be banging your head against the wall to try and get conversation out of somebody who's just because they're, you know, slightly different from what you're used to. But I think until you give it a go, you, you just don't know. Mm,
0: yeah. yep. Yeah. Open-minded. I like that. Mm. So my next one before we get on to our last tips. Yeah. I very much now, okay, I'm sick of talking about the weather. I'm sick (laughs) of talking about lockdown. I'm sick of talking about the weekend and I'm sick of talking about the weather on the weekend in lockdown. Like I can't. (laughs) do it anymore. But I also, am very understanding that people are in different mental head spaces. They might not have the energy to like, ah, so I am very much now move the conversation along quickly. Yeah, That's okay. Let's talk about the weekend or whatever. And then let's move it on to something else. And I have found that, and it's probably the profile filter is bringing in a different kind of guy. And then those guys are really open to like, like, let's talk about something completely different. And I'm actually enjoying the chats so much, even if it doesn't work out or we meet up and it's, I'm just enjoying the chats. Like they're good chats.
2: Yeah. You know, rather than something that's reinforcing how shit it is to be in lockdown where you live for the weekend and good weather on that weekend. Yeah. It's nice to have like a distraction where it's like, "Hey, let's talk about something that's, that I'm not talking about everybody else with."
0: Yeah, I did. <laughs> like, let's. <laughs> I do run into some issues every now and then, so usually it's a really good response, and I'm like, "Hey, let's not use the word lockdown for the rest of this chat." Yeah, just make a joke about it, and usually the conversation goes in a really great direction, and we start talking about, you know. I'll ask some random like question and then they'll ask a random question back. But I did get a guy when I said, let's talk about, let's ask some random questions. And I asked him, do you prefer this or prefer this? So he then wrote to me, did you see this? He, <laughs> this, this is his, amazing. his first random question to me, the first question he thought of, have you ever been with a guy and a girl at the same time? What? <laughs> That's not what I meant. And then you know what? There's your filter. Yep. Because he wants to have sex and he just, you know what I mean? Like that's a filter yep, right there. That is your
2: filter. <laughs> that's your filter. And I think I sent you that screenshot of my friend's profile. Yes. It was a picture of her and I. And the response to the photo was just three simple yep. question mark. Yep. Again, the filter. If you want to match with those people, <laughs> oh. you go ahead and match with them. No,
0: and I think if you're looking to have sex and have casual, go for it. But yeah. I know I'm not. So for me, it was like I didn't even say like, sorry, I just really unmatched.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think you need to. I think I think that speaks volumes. <laughs> yeah, And unmatched to that, he probably went, yeah, fair enough.
0: And if you're not sure how to move the conversation along, it just takes practice. And so, you might feel awkward being like, hey, let's just throw some random... Or like, you know, another idea that I had was I've got those Flex Mummy cards. Yeah. If you're on text, you would send photos. I've got a guy at the moment that we do a lot of surface chatting, but my next thing will be like, hey, want to play a game? And so, we can play the card game.
2: Yeah, that's good. Having... A couple of go-to chat starters. Mm. As I used to say, I can't remember if I talked about it in the the last episode, one of my common openers is like I would ask, you know, you get to choose one. Yes. Dad joke, roast or compliment. Yes, I love that. And then... Often they love a roast. I mean, who doesn't love to be totally (laughs) roasted by somebody who doesn't know them purely based on their profile or the dad joke? And I think starting off lighthearted like that because that's not an opener that necessarily says anything big and, you know, really me about me but at least gets the chat started. Yeah. Because then sometimes you get the response, like I think I got like one, and the person gave me suggestion number four. It was like, "For you come over. And I was like, uh,
0: no. Usually, to be honest with you, a lot of guys are starting to chat about the weekend, the weather, and lockdown. And I'll be honest, like 90% of guys are doing that at the moment. Every time they ask a bit of a rogue thing, like I have a thing of like donuts, and he was like chocolate, strawberry, or whatever. And I wrote back, I think I said like I'm a donut slut. My <laughs> I just like made a joke. Yeah, It just totally went from there, joking, and it was really funny. We actually ended up catching up. But, yeah, like it just started light and then it was like we had somewhere to go. Yeah,
2: I get that there's not a lot. If you're not a good conversationalist, Mm. the weather and lockdown are easy topics, Mm. but it's not that hard to pick something light to talk about that's not those things.
0: <laughs> I know there's nothing wrong with that. I, I don't want to shit talk on the weather. I, I think it's just like this is the frustration with dating apps is that it becomes very same same. Yeah, totally.
2: Mm. We're on the last one. We're on the last it, one. Uh, t-
0: you go. <gasps>
2: We're on the last one. Can't believe. So listen to your gut. Mm. I trust my gut. <laughs> my gut knows. Like my guts really got my back. Mm. Like I think this was just after I'd recorded the podcast episode last time and I went on a date with this guy and he was objectively a beautiful man. He was half Italian, half Fijian. He was really good looking, like quite charming, but something about him just rubbed me the wrong way and I couldn't even pinpoint what it was I think a little bit was that he had kind of like Peter Pan vibes Mm -hmm. that's I think one of those things that you might ignore you might go oh this guy's like charming and he's handsome but also he was like 32 and living at home not for any like financial reasons or out of circumstance but it seemed like because he He just couldn't be bothered to move out and I kept toing and froing about whether I should go on another date with him and at the end of the day I called it and I messaged him and I was like, I had a good time. I just don't think, you know, that we, you know, you quite have what I'm looking for. And then he didn't reply, just unmatched me straight away, like Mm. not even a like, oh, thanks for letting me know. Like, and that, that was just one of the, best decisions of just knowing because mm. then straight after that the next date that I went on was with Richie the winner of the People's <laughs> Bachelorette where you know we clicked instantly there was an instant spark mm. there was none of that like gut telling me no or you know gut putting those warning bells on. It was just a totally different experience. And maybe people are chasing the spark too much. But I for one, I'm a romantic. I believe in the spark. Same. I so think do I. it's there. Mm. I've experienced it before. Like I believe that it's out there. So I don't think you need to, I think you posted on your story a while back about, you know, people who like really disliked or, you know, got off on the wrong foot with their current partner and they're like currently in love now, I just can't relate to that because I I feel like my gut instinct knows (gasps) if there's a connection and when you feel the spark, when you know it's out there, it's really hard to go for anything less than that because you know it's there. And if you haven't found it, listen to your gut, don't try and convince yourself why you should like them just Mm. keep on moving on and then we can move back through the tips again dating is a numbers game don't mm. waste your
0: time <laughs> yeah I love that I like when I read yours listen to your gut the spark is real I completely agree and mine is this is a real game changer for me this is what I've written enjoy the process of dating have fun this is life. Like you're in the middle of life right now. Yeah. And you're going to go through these ups and you're going to go through these downs and you're going to have your heart broken and you're going to feel emotionally drained, but this is life. And like you are living it and you get that is so true. You get to experience this beautiful thing right now where you get to have all these amazing fleeting and beautiful connections with people. Like, I've stopped playing a blame game. If it doesn't work out with someone, it wasn't because I'm not good enough or he's a dickhead or anything. It was like a, a really great experience and I get to do it all over again. Yeah. So that's like been a big one for me. It's a
2: good attitude.
0: <laughs> and also like if I if I
2: think I look back at, you know, all the dates that I've been on and all the things that I've learned. Particularly doing the bachelorette, you know, it was such a conscious dating experience. I met some amazing people. I mm. had some really fun <laughs> times, some super fun and funny dates, like yep. crawling up on a guy's dresser to catch a spider in his bedroom while he was like he had to lift me down off the dresser because I had the spider in a cupware container. You know, I think there are some hilarious funny moments. And it's so true that that's just life. You know, life Mm. isn't what you start when you meet the partner, even if that's what you really want is to meet someone. Life Mm. is what happens and all the steps that you take when you're getting
0: there. And like you might look back, you know, when you've got a relationship, you will probably look back on this as like the best time of your life. It is like I have found some of it really painful and like Mm. I've gotten my hopes up or I've thought this person was like the connection was amazing but they don't want to pursue it. Mm. It is a roller coaster but like I feel alive. I really feel alive doing it and being part of the whole dating really consciously and actively it's so much fun honestly have fun just have fun have
2: fun and also (laughs) I look at some of the people that I know who are in long-term relationships and while subjectively they might have what you want Mm. if you look at some of their like you know little experiences Those people aren't happy. They're just in this routine or they're in this situation, whereas you get to go out there and every date that you go on is a chance that you'll meet someone, Mm. you know, beautiful and make a beautiful connection and find someone who's going to do all those things for you that these people who are stuck in this long-term relationship, they can't really see past Just the companionship that they give each other, and they've lost that kind of beautiful sense of wonder for the world that you get when you're constantly meeting new people and having these new experiences. So it's so true. Like, we're blessed, and it doesn't always feel like that. (laughs) Sometimes you will turn around and you go, This is fucked. (laughs) And every man on this dating app is an
0: asshole. No, honestly, you you will want to delete it. If you're like new to this dating app journey, you are going to go through a lot of emotions. Be scared, but be excited. Yes. That's what I think. And
2: I hope everyone feels coming out of lockdown as the restrictions ease. I hope people can get into that mind space that you're in now where you find the joy of dating. Like I had that fully throughout the bachelorette experience. I, I was living my best life Mm, yeah and if you can try and flip your attitude to it to try and give it another crack and have a hot
0: girl summer
2: yeah do it this is your this is your time
0: Well, on that note, this is an amazing chat. Thank you so much. I loved it. I always get so much out of it. Thank you for having me. And hopefully everyone listening, we've given you some tips to get back out there and have a hot girl summer. So thank you. Yes.
2: Thank you so much for having me.
0: So what do you think, Linda?
1: Uh, Well, it was a long listen. (laughs) I was looking into some of the things that you guys talked about and then I was reading an article on Bustle
0: yes. and
1: it said when it comes to dating it's not uncommon to steer yourself towards a certain type, that would have been you. yes. So you might find that you're drawn to artistic people or introverted people or someone who's highly adventurous, and that's great, but actually interesting things can happen when you date someone who isn't your type and step outside your comfort zone, right? Yes, I agree. So you've been doing that a little bit?
0: I've been doing, Emmy Penn suggested the wild card, and I've been chatting to guys that I wouldn't necessarily like, you know, I'm looking past things that you might have put on your list of things. Like I'm just looking past that. And to me, it's more about the chat that you're having with someone. So Yes. Yeah.
1: Need to do it now because when you get older, you get very rigid and it probably Mm. gets quite hard. And I think there's good must-haves, needs to be a good listener for you. Yes, yes. (laughs) And needs to be supportive. Maybe you want someone that's outgoing but just not too strict strict on what oh you don't want to be too strict on you know 10,000 items
0: well no I did a manifestation list recently and there was a couple of physical appearance things but you know they actually I don't really care but all the qualities that I put on my list were all like yeah they weren't superficial qualities like how much money they make or anything I didn't have anything like that on there
1: no, because when I met Rob, yeah. I was inherently physically lazy, shall yes. we say, yes. and he was, how would you describe him, overly enthusiastic about everything, yes. still yes. is, is. and adventurous, yes. very adventurous, got me out of my comfort zone, and I have been on a lot of physical adventures that I reckon if I'd been with another lazy person, yeah. <laughs> I would have missed out on them all. Yeah,
0: you would have missed out on all the life that he's shown you. Because you guys have done some really amazing trips that you never have done. Wacky you... things that I would never. And also, he's, he's crazy enthusiastic for you. Like, I'm surprised that that worked out because he's I like know. me. Him and I are so similar. And how does that
1: work? And I went back through some photos to try to remember some of the wacky things we've done. I actually can't to this day, I believe, he got me to walk down to the bottom of the Grand Canyon Yeah, and I checked the date. That was 2002, so I would have been about 41. So, mm-hmm. you know, is that still young? Yes. Very young. So when you get to the bottom, we were fed. We had to sleep in separate dorms, which was so weird, and then we hiked back out the next day and I reckon it must have taken five hours to get down and nine torturous mm. hours to get back up. Now, that, you couldn't have got me to do no. that in years. No, no. Did you cry? <laughs> oh my God, I was beside myself.
0: So, you did cry?
1: Possibly. I, yeah, okay. I do cry a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I could ditch Rob's favourite no plans type of adventures though, which you're well aware of, where you rock into a strange town at 6pm on your bike as it's getting dark and yep. you've got nowhere to stay. Yeah. He still does that and it still stresses me out.
0: Yeah. I actually like that, but I now that you can book things online, why would you bother? But um, I remember back when we would go on trips to Thailand talking about Linda Crying. We would turn up to some place in Thailand. Oh my god! Remember? Oh,
1: that was Koh Samui, maybe because we got engaged on Koh Samui. And he wanted to take us all back there without yeah, a booking, but
0: no booking for a family of five is a little bit different from That's a solo traveller. So we turn up, and Dad starts taking us to hotels and. He had found something and you walked in, you took one look at the bathroom, <laughs> and I kid you not, she burst into sobs. It was just like
1: Oh, those were the days. That's happened more than once that we've yes. taken one look at the bathroom and started sobbing. That's, yeah, but you're right with the internet now. What we do is my limit now is 5 p.m. rock into town, yep. sit somewhere and get on the internet and find yep. a room. But if it's after 5, I am sweating. Now, yep. on the topic of being open to other kinds of dates when you can, is there any date that you would have to say no to?
0: As in like?
1: If someone suggested something, is there something you, you would say no? Absolutely not
0: um seafood restaurant would be
1: a no oh yeah was there anything that i would say no to so i'd say no to skydiving surely you wouldn't do that
0: oh yeah i wouldn't skydive i think that's probably one of the only adventurous activities that i wouldn't do everything else
1: what about a roller coaster
0: 100 percent. that sounds amazing
1: hate roller coasters. I would
0: love to go to Luna Park for a first date. That would be so much fun.
1: Do you know what else I say no to even to this day? Action movies.
0: I'd love that. I'd go to an action <laughs>
1: movie for sure. <laughs> Rob tried to take me to a theatrical experience date night in New York. And I don't know if anyone's been, but it's called Sleep No More. I don't think it's been here yet. So it's sort of based on Macbeth. And you wander through all these different rooms and you see different performances. It's over five floors. You have to wear a mask. And it's for three hours. And then I heard you might get separated if you're with somebody or a group. Oh, God. So he knows I have a fear of the unknown, which <laughs> I do. And when he when he said he was booking tickets as a surprise, I knew exactly that this was what it was. I said, I am not going anywhere without you telling me what it is. And if you sleep no more. I'm absolutely not going. <laughs> and that was the end of our date night. He was really annoyed. Wait, so you didn't end up going? No way. Oh, No, God. absolutely not. Wait, this is like a performance. It's not some weird. It's a performance. Right. It's famous and it's in a sort of right. bar and it's black. So you go in and it's black and they give you this mask. And I know people that have gone, and Rob has been before, when he was on a bit of a boys' trip, and they absolutely loved it. Right. So but it's just not for me. It sounds like
0: a – sorry, can we just clear it up? It's it's not a swingers' club. No. (laughs) No. Okay.
1: (laughs) It (laughs) just sounds – (laughs) oh my god (laughs) it sounds like something from eyes wide shut put a a mask on that's what it's it does sound a bit like that but no it's an actual it's a performance that you wander around and watch just just wanted to clear that up
0: for the listeners
1: yes and then i remember another date in the early days where i had never been camping Mm -hmm. so my first taste of sleeping in a tent yeah no showers like we're in the middle of nowhere and then Rob jumps that night. We were trying to have a sort of an open fire. He jumped on this massive branch to break off some pieces and it flew up and cut my lip oh, very God. badly.
0: Second date,
1: right? No, that was Early on, though, within the first sort of month.
0: But your second date was a camping trip.
1: No, no, no. The second date was another wacky one where he (laughs) said, I'm taking you off in the car to Queenscliff. You've got half an hour to get ready.
0: That was second date. Second date. And
1: he booked this room with a big, I don't like to embarrass you, but big four-poster bed with a fireplace, (laughs) you can imagine. And then this camping trip was down the track. So I had all different experiences.
0: Yeah, for Lazy
1: Linda. For Lazy Linda. I got Action Man. But you you pretended <laughs> that you were into it, right? Yes. And now as you get older and you get more rigid, you say no to things that perhaps <laughs> you would have gone to when you were younger, but that's okay. Well, thank
0: you so much, everyone, for joining us this week. We will be back in two weeks. We'll see you then. See you then. If you made it this far, I'm hoping that you enjoyed the podcast. If you could subscribe and leave a five-star rating and review, that would be much appreciated. It really helps other people find the podcast. Not that I'm desperate or anything. That was really funny. You're trying. like a comedian now, <laughs> <laughs> writing jokes. Like that could have been a that could be a whole stand-up <laughs> comedy route routine. <laughs>